Hi, my name is Alex Hatch, and this is my sister, Barbara Beeman. Uh, this is the Parenting Trap podcast about respectful parenting. Hi. Um, so a little bit about respectful parenting. Um, uh, we do not believe in punishments or rewards, and that might sound a little bit uh, Radical. different. Radical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and we would love to sort of bring people's questions uh, to um, our philosophy, sort of answer how you like your questions you may have um, uh, from our perspective. And if you found yourself in these traps, so parenting trap, the name actually came from um, what I feel like is being trapped sometimes as a parent, feeling like we uh, don't know how to proceed or we're not sure what to do. And um, we get caught in these loops with our children that just um, can feel really uh, hard, uh, difficult. And um, uh, we want to help people answer questions. So if you if you feel like you can relate to that a little bit, if you, um, if you if, have any questions, if you have any specific questions, comment below. We okay. want to know and we want to answer them. Yes. And with that said, I have a question from my good friend, Mimi. Thank you, Mimi, for submitting the question. I'm bringing up the question right now. Uh, she said, what do you do when kids are shouting, get out of here, no adults, to a newly arrived sitter, or when they eat an entire bag of marshmallows for breakfast? Oh, my. Thank you, Mamie, for the question. That's a great question. I love it. And I feel like we should break this up into two parts. Yeah. Let's answer the marshmallow part first. We're going to answer the second part first. I think that's the best like one. That. Okay. Yeah. Do, would you like to start? Um, yeah. Okay. So with Mar um, marshmallows, what do you do when your kid eats an entire bag of marshmallows? Well, um, from um, sort of the respectful parenting perspective, uh, well, first of all, I would say like, how many times have I sat down with a container of cookies and eaten like way more than I ever anticipated, you know, I'll just have one. Okay. One more for oh, breakfast, for breakfast. <laughs> the day, the day after Christmas, I ate a whole bag of leftover cookies for breakfast and yeah, you're not really supposed to eat cookies for breakfast, but, um, it was good with the coffee and that's what I wanted. So good. And so. they were there like right in front of me and I wanted to eat cookies. So, uh, so did I. And, um, uh, it's hard enough for us as adults to follow that, to, to, to not have the impulse control, to have the impulse control, to not eat the entire bag of marshmallows. I mean, marshmallows don't really, um, do it for me personally. Right. Like donuts and cookies are more like my thing, yeah. but, uh, cookies, I can certainly brownies. see how a four or five-year-old would see a bag of marshmallows and think that is like the best breakfast in the entire world. Yeah. Right. And they're not going to have the willpower to um, say, oh, wait, I've been told not to eat marshmallows for breakfast, so I'm not going to eat these marshmallows. Um, the best way to keep your kid from eating marshmallows would be to make them unavailable to your kid. So, uh, the, like, the thing to do would be keep them up high in a cabinet, keep them locked away, um, put them in a place your kid can't access. And, and if they eat an entire bag of marshmallows and you caught it after the fact, I would just let it go. Yeah. That was, now you know that they are not capable of uh, not eating a bag of marshmallows when they see it, right? Some of the time. Maybe they could do it some of the time, but certainly some of the time they can't. They've already demonstrated that to you. Uh, there's no reason to punish them for that. You should just let 
that go. Okay. okay. I ate the marshmallows. Now I know I can't keep those in an accessible place. Personally, I see it as sort of a lesson um, to myself uh, that, oops, I left the marshmallows accessible and I need to make sure that they're not accessible next time and don't have them in the house or keep them away. So it's more of a lesson for myself, not a lesson for my kid to have learned. Um, and so there's, there's also a really great, if anybody is concerned about, um, food and food, uh, with their children and eating habits, because I know that's a big concern for a lot of parents. Yes. Um, and, and it's something that I would love to get in on a further podcast would be looking into the Ellen Satter Institute. Um, she is a dietitian and a um, researcher who looks specifically into children and diet um, as, as well as adults. But um, she has a whole philosophy behind like the best way to help your children. It's a great, it's Through a great some philosophy. Of these, yeah. Yeah. It's called a division of responsibility. And really it comes down to what are you responsible for as the parent, and what is the child responsible for? So you're responsible for, uh, what is for dinner or not just dinner, but what the child can eat, all the foods available to them, mm-hmm. uh, when those foods are available to them. Right. Yeah. And then the child is responsible for whether or not they want to eat and how much of what they want to eat. Um, with that, though, it's important that you give children opportunities to explore and experiment. Um, it's 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 a great. I didn't ever follow it to a T because I'm not um, uh, organized enough to do that. <laughs> but uh, if you are organized enough to do it, I definitely suggest looking into it. Um, and a piece of that is that I did take a piece of the Ellen Satter Institute's um, philosophy that I did take was allow children opportunities to eat as much of a particular junk food as they want. It's so like times. a bag of marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that that's not what your intention was and not all the time, but you know, uh, kids will actually learn the best if they, let's say, sit down and eat an entire bag of marshmallows and then their stomach aches. Um, we are human beings. We're all human. And uh, we learn the best sometimes by making our own mistakes and not having people tell us. Um, what the consequences are going to be. So um, that being said, I, w- I would love to talk about diet again in a future episode because it, it just gets, uh, it, there's so much to be said about that. Yes. But, and I hope but we want to teach our kids self-regulation, Yes, right? We don't want to teach them that they get in trouble for something um, if we, that we think is not okay. So uh, I think the best way to do that is to allow them um, the freedom to, to make these mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's the most respectful thing we can do is allow them to make mistakes and accept them for who they are. Um, and realize our own mistakes as well. And sometimes our own mistakes can include giving our kids access to a whole bag of marshmallows when we did not mean to. And oops, that's all right. All right. We get to give ourselves grace as well as our children. Yes. Um, so next, next part of the question question was, what do you do when your child is in their room and a babysitter comes over and the child screams, get out of here. Right. Is that what it is? Get out. No adults. No adults. Yeah. And that's a lot harder. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would say, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. 
Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, would you like to start? Sure. Okay. So um, I, I, I am curious about whether or not this is a brand new sitter or whether it is a sitter this child has had for a little while that is just newly arrived, um, which uh, I feel it could be ready to either, either way. But let's say it's a sitter the kids had for a little while um, and uh, you you never, you know, you've never faced this issue before. Maybe you've faced it a lot, but you have somewhere you need to be. And your kid is screaming, get out, out, out. I don't want to see the sitter. I don't want to see any adult. Well, um, there's a few different things you could do. Um, one of which, if you have a little bit of time, you can sit down with your kid and you can listen to them and accept everything they have to let out right then and there, because it could be, I mean, whatever's bothering that kid may be something that happened earlier in the day that they're still trying to resolve with you as a parent, or it could be something that they are not ready to see you leave. Maybe every time the sitter comes, they associate that with you leaving and they don't want you to leave because they love you. I'm like, how awesome is that? Like, you don't want to get mad at that. Um, so you don't really know why we don't know why that they're upset. And, and, and a big thing is I feel, I think we both feel like, emotions and communication should never be suppressed. It's very important for our kids to communicate their, how they're feeling. Um, yeah. I think it's important for all people to do that. And it's very hard for adults. A lot of us have learned at young ages that we should suppress that. And I think this is kind of where that begins. So yeah. if someone screams, get out, they're obviously feeling very big emotions and it's important that we address the emotions behind the words and figure out the root cause. Why are they saying that? Yeah. And with a kid that's older, if they're five or six, um, when you get home, so, um, let me backtrack. Sorry. Let me backtrack a little bit. So, um, in, in the moment you have a couple of options, you can sit down with your kid and you can spend some time with them and let them, um, feel through their entire emotion before you leave. If you have that kind of time, if you have an appointment you need to get to, and you know, the sitter is a safe person for this child to be around, you can leave. I, and you would say to your kid, I hear you're so upset. I cannot wait to hear how your day goes. I'm going to go now. And you know, the sitter here is going to, um, keep you safe. So-and-so can help you and keep you safe. And uh, yeah, and then you can leave knowing that your kid is going to be safe and being well taken care of. Yes. And it's that okay. requires that you totally trust the people that you leave your kids with. And that's super yeah. important because I were, I was in situations where I didn't trust uh, certain sitters. It didn't happen very often, but it did happen. So if that is the case, I urge you to please look for other help. Um, you have to trust the people that you leave your kids with. Yes. That's so important. Um, and even if they don't handle the thing, everything in exactly the same way you would handle it, that's okay. It's just making sure that your kid's actually in a safe environment. Because if your kid is actually screaming, get out, um, maybe because they, they feel unsafe that, and there's something that you are maybe concerned about, or you might question, um, then you wouldn't want to leave your kid with that person. And you certainly, certainly want to make sure that you trust your kid. But a lot of times kids just don't want to see us go. 
So, um, and that's okay. They can be upset about that. And if they're in a safe environment to feel sad about that, you can move along, move forward in your day and, and, um, meet up with them later on in the day. And you can even ask them at a calm time if your kid is, you know, five, six, a little bit older and actually able to verbalize how they feel. You can ask them, Hey, I noticed today, um, when I left you with the sitter, you seem super upset. Can you tell me about that? And when you ask that question, don't have in mind uh, some sort of solution for the problem. Just listen to what they have to say because it might surprise you and uh, your your kid might just want to talk about it. And like we oftentimes do. I know sometimes I just like go and I want to say something. And if somebody offers me a solution, I get defensive because it's not what I'm looking for. Um, kids... They just want the same thing. Yes, they just want to vent a little bit sometimes. If, if your kid opens up to you, it's important not to judge them and try and turn things into a lesson. I would really urge parents out there to not try and turn everything into a teaching lesson. It's not our job to teach our kids. I know that this is controversial, um, but I truly believe it's our job to model the people that that we want them to be, to model our best selves. So, cause that's the best way to learn. That's the best way to teach someone, but to try and teach someone through, through words and lectures that no one wants to hear that, especially when you've had a bad day. Yeah. If you came home from work and you had a bad day and you go to your significant other and said, Oh, today was terrible because of this, that, or the other thing. And then your significant other says, well, why didn't you do this? And tries to give you suggestions or you shouldn't have done that. That kind of makes you feel awful. Yeah. <laughs> I know I don't like to hear that. Sometimes we just need a listening ear. We're not perfect. None of us are perfect adults and kids. It's important to keep that in mind. Um, and, and they're just mm -hmm. like us. They really are. They have the same feelings. So we should keep that in mind when we talk to them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so on that note, uh, I hope that you guys got something good out of this episode. And, um, if you have more questions, I really hope you have more questions because we need more content and we want to hear all of your questions. We do. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Tell us below. We will read the comments. We'll respond and we'll try and respond also in, uh, podcasts coming up. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye.